The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion, and the latest around the Broncos. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E L K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. The Super Bowl is set. Want to chat a little bit about the Super Bowl? How far could the Broncos be from maybe making an appearance in the Super Bowl? I know that's a funny thing to say, but we're just going to go over some logistics that maybe could potentially shed a little bit more light on where the this Broncos team is headed. So we're going to discuss that. We're going to discuss Patrick Mahomes, and then maybe we're going to get into ooh, a little saucy topic. Maybe a bit of the Denver Broncos and the Shanahan that got away. We're going to discuss that today on the podcast. But first, our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip it, and jump away from Coors Field. Of course, 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Great, great rooftop up there at Tap 14. Highly encourage you go on up there because, boy, First of all, the rooftop's heated on colder days, so even in the winter, that is a great place to go. And then, of course, it's a great place to go watch the big game. And, of course, uh, many of the playoff action, the places were packed, and you're going to go see it with good friends. And be sure to go on up there. 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and jump away from Coors Field. So, Vegas has the line set at one, favoring the San Francisco 49ers. I'm sure that is going to move uh, several times as the San Francisco 49ers. And, well, uh, Kansas City will play in Super Bowl 54. This is going to be the uh, Super Bowl that features a dynamic offense and a dynamic defense. And it is going to be fun to watch uh, at least where the the, the, the pre-festivities start the discussion. And there's a couple things to, to, to really grasp to. And I know this is a Broncos podcast, but we'll get to, we'll get to the Broncos in a second uh, because I do want to congratulate the Chiefs. Uh, at least I want to congratulate everybody on the Chiefs except for Tyreek Hill and all the bad guys on that team. Uh, for those like Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, it is fun to see them get to the Super Bowl. For Tyreek Hill and all the other um, not so pleasant off field, um, how should I say this? Um, bad guys. No congratulations to you. But anyways, that's another topic for another day. Uh, congratulations to the San Francisco 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, the head coach that got away, question mark. We'll discuss that later in the podcast. I want to start with the Chiefs because, of course, this being an in-division thing, and it's always interesting to see where this Denver Broncos fan base sits when it comes to rooting for X teams. So when the the New England Patriots are constantly in the final four in the conference championship, they never want to root for them. They never want to root for the division rival. Some of them do want to root for the division rival because they would rather the division rival win the Super Bowl. Um, I've never really had a, a serious hard stance on this, although I think logically you would think that as a fan – you know, you want to own your division, 
right? You want to own the AFC West if you're the Denver Broncos. Well, one more championship or one more AFC championship for the Kansas City Chiefs, and then all of a sudden they start to look, uh, you know, that luster looks a little bit better, and then, you know, arguably the Denver Broncos are the cream of the crop in the AFC West. You're talking about the top team overall from a standpoint of starting back in 1962 today, you know, three Super Bowl wins, uh, relevancy for the majority of those years. We always talk about the non-losing seasons between 19, the early 1970s. What was it? 71, 72 to 2000. And I think it was 16 was the final year where we had an eight and eight season. And then of course you saw three straight years under 500. Now, the future looks bright, certainly for Vic Fangio and this defense, but obviously a lot of hill to climb to catch Kansas City. And it all starts with Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, this is where I've always said on the podcast, I've said it on the podcast, I say it on the radio show constantly, find yourself franchise quarterback and everything else falls into place there. And Patrick Mahomes is a special special player this is a guy who has thrown eight touchdowns zero interceptions and has completed 65 percent of his passes in the postseason he's only been sacked twice this is a guy who has led the team the kansas city chiefs in rushing with 106 yards and a touchdown. Uh, everything that he is doing is everything you've ever wanted in a quarterback and more. And, you know, I think if you're the Denver Broncos, this is this is going to be tough, tough swallowing because for the next 10 years, this is probably going to be Patrick Mahomes' division. He is going to own this division. And that is a tough, tough hurdle to climb because now you're talking about a team that, you know, the, the ideal goal in, in a decade is to win a championship. So let's zoom out to decade view expectations and say, okay, for Denver to win a world championship in the next 10 years, what has to happen? Well, first of all, you have to have the foundation in Vic Fangio and uh, John Elway making quality selections in the offseason when it comes to the draft, but also in free agency. Denver has done a good job three of the last four years, 2017 with being the the one exception, and of course Vic Fangio only being around for the last year. But so far, so good. We're talking about Vic Fangio, guys. We're talking about Kareem Jackson. We're talking about Mike Purcell. We're talking about A.J. Johnson. On the field, those guys were terrific. Now, we're talking about John Elway and his draft status and his draft situation and his draft scheming and his strategy and what he has overall selected over the last four years. And you could really make an argument that he has actually been stellar because three of those four years he has hit. Now, obviously, 2017 is the stinker that sticks out. But 2016, let's not forget how many starters are still on that team. How about All-Pro Justin Simmons? How about Will Parks? How about Connor McGovern? Andy Janovich? Now, obviously, everybody remembers 2016 for one big stinker, and that, of course, is Paxton Lynch. But when you take Paxton Lynch out, and again, one egg doesn't ruin the whole dozen, that actually was a really great draft class. So three out of the four years, 
they hit. The one year in 2017, they happened to have this motto uh, that was very Vance Joseph-led. Juice. They were they were looking for juice. We're, we're looking for juice, guys. Uh, guys, we're, we're looking for, for juice. Well, uh, the juice was rotten. It wasn't very good. It was like popping a mint and then having some orange juice. It was disgusting. And that, that draft class ended up being a total failure. So, and I, and I think John Elway learned from a lot of that draft class. And now 2018, obviously, you saw some stellar picks last year. You, it is looking like they, at least for the first couple picks, in Dalton Reisner, Noah Fant, and Drew Locke, appear like they are some very, very solid potential franchise pieces. I have obviously mentioned in the past that Drew Locke I am a total believer in. So you you look at how they're laid out on the highest positions. Now, when you zoom to the very top and you talk about ownership, that's obviously a mess, okay? And and I don't want to get into the ownership because the ownership situation is not moving. It's like a it's a slow molasses falling out of the jar and the problem is, is there's really no update. You know, the where we sit right now is uh, Beth is ready to own or, or run the Broncos as soon as possible. Brittany is too young. They want Brittany to be that person to run the franchise. Uh, could the Bullens end up just selling the whole thing? Because the reality is, is all six kids are probably not going to agree on one unanimous owner, the trust has kind of hijacked this franchise. I mean, it's just it's just a lot of negative, and that's why I think I don't like to talk about it. Is it's just I want to talk about positive things, or I want to talk about on field because this off field stuff is slow as molasses. There's a bunch of lawsuits, and I I don't want to get into that. So when it comes to the ownership, shaky. When it comes to the front office head coaching, it appears at least that you have a solid foundation. Now you work your way to the players, and you work your way to the most important player, and I've said this before, that is, of course, the quarterback position, and you can talk about Drew Locke, and boy, as I've mentioned in the past, I am a big believer in Drew Locke, and I believe this is a guy who 100% is going to pan out for them, uh, is going to be a guy who, I don't know if Drew Locke has special ability, I don't know if Drew Locke has got Hall of Fame talent. But what I do know is Drew Locke has got it, everything laid out on a pallet that screams franchise quarterback for the next 10, 15 years. And that includes arm strength, that includes accuracy, that includes the head up, uh, or excuse me, the shoulders up. So a great head on his shoulders. That includes the smarts, that includes the the junkie uh, kind of um, loves the NFL football nut mentality. He loves football. Okay, you go to his Instagram page, and you know he's at the beach with his girlfriend, and and they're all playing around. He's holding a football. He's throwing the football around with her. Like uh, he he doesn't have to do that. He, he he's the kind of guy you know that friend that you have that walks around with a football or a baseball or a bass constantly in his hand and he's just kind of twirling it and you ever wonder if he's ever going to actually go out and really throw the football but he's always walking around with the football and so that's who Drew Locke is he, he is that guy who just loves 
the football in his hand. And when it comes time, I'm, I'm pretty confident, at least talking with him and getting to know him, this is the kind of guy who is going to be pouring over film, trying to get better, trying to improve his craft. He loves his craft, and I think that's a big, big deal because Denver, obviously, luck has been burned by certain quarterbacks in the past, I won't name them, that it was skeptical if they loved their craft. I won't say they didn't, but it was skeptical that they did. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Dab 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. So how far is Denver away from Kansas City? Well, obviously, look, there is a ocean between the two. Kansas City going to be a division rival that probably wins the division for the next seven to ten years. Um, but I will say this, and and I know this is hard for a lot of Bronco fans to see, and you know I think some are going to look at me like, ah, oh, well you're a homer. It's like, oh whatever, you know, call me whatever you want. I'll say this: I don't know if there is a quarterback-driven team that can run with Patrick Mahomes in this division. Okay, and. I really wonder if this is a... I'm going to give you an example, okay? Uh, The New England Patriots, for all those years, this year included, dominated the AFC East, okay? Quarterback-driven, dynamic offense, just constantly the epitome of success, and teams just reloaded left and right with, with the idea that Hey, we're going to bring in Josh Rosen if you're Miami and try to try to uh, you know build from him and build this dynamic offense and Josh Allen in Buffalo and Sam Darnold with the Jets and uh, the constant remains, right? It's Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Now, if you're Buffalo, you start to build this incredible defense and you, you're starting to see the chinks in the armor from Brady and the Patriots reveal themselves. And then all of a sudden, if you're Buffalo, it's like, okay, well, we have this great defense and a quarterback that is, uh, I, w- I would say, a little bit better than mediocre, just it, it is serviceable. Now you have this opportunity to say, okay, maybe next year we're looking like a team. Obviously, this changes if Brady leaves the Patriots, but we're looking like a team that even if Brady stays with the Patriots, could be on the AFC East championship type run that you're looking to do. I think this starts with defense in trying to be Patrick Mahomes is this is a Denver team that is going to have to win at least split, if not take both games against the Chiefs every year. You're going to have to beat up on the teams that you should be beating up on. And then you do need the quarterback situation to be shored up. But maybe more than anything, you need a good defense because defense travels in the postseason. If Denver is to have postseason success in the next 10 years, it is going to be critical that they can win on the road because that's probably where they're going to be. Patrick Mahomes is going to run this division, be a first-round bye, and host a bunch of playoff games, and that means Denver's going to be a wild card, and that means Denver is likely going to be either A, traveling to a team like Baltimore, or traveling to a team like Kansas City, Houston, you know, maybe a Tennessee, New England, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. You're talking about traveling to some very harsh environments. I mean, those places I named off, pretty loud, pretty cold, 
don't want to go there in the postseason, but you know what? You're probably going to have to. And this is where I do think the Denver Broncos are being built in a bit of a fortunate way. I wouldn't say a correct way because I don't think you game plan for this. You know, you game plan to win the AFC West championship, but there's going to be a guy standing in the way of doing that. But what you do do is you have this fortunate situation of how the Broncos are being built and how this could combat Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to tell you about why that works and why this could actually be the right recipe for the Denver Broncos. That's next. Welcome back to the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. We've been talking about the Denver Broncos and What is it going to take to catch the Kansas City Chiefs, your AFC West champions, and now headed to the Super Bowl? And, you know, I said that there was one way I think the Denver Broncos are fortunately being built in, and I think that's being defensive-minded and fundamentally sound. And this is where I think if you're the Broncos, there is a bit of a, I wouldn't say silver lining, but positives to look at that you can grasp to because if you are going to beat Patrick Mahomes, if if you're going to do it on offense, you need a special quarterback. I think it's pretty clear Drew Locke is not special special. And I don't mean that as an, a negative to him. Okay, Patrick Mahomes came out of the gate just absolutely dazzling. Um, this guy is on track already in his second year for first ballot Hall of Fame status. That's how special Patrick Mahomes is. And Drew Locke, while we think is going to progress into a big-time quarterback, I'm not sure has the just the raw, pure talent that Patrick Mahomes has, right? But that, that's a discussion we won't be able to, to actually solve for a long, long time. The point being is that let's just say the Broncos have a solid quarterbacking situation, a top 10 quarterbacking situation, so better than solid, a a good quarterback situation with Drew Locke down the line as their franchise quarterback. You are never going to be able to run with Patrick Mahomes with that unless you accompany it with a big-time defensive-minded team that, by the way, also doesn't shoot themselves in the foot. Now, I want people to understand that this is a team that is still growing, okay? Look, Rome wasn't built in a day, okay? Championship winners aren't either. So don't come back at me and say, oh, look at all the mistakes they made this year and all how bad the defense was here and here and here. Rome wasn't built in a day, okay? The reality is is that Jim, is that, uh, not Jim Rome, uh, but Rome not being built in a day, the Broncos championship caliber type defense won't be either. Uh, The Denver Broncos, however, have, I believe, the right guy in Vic Fangio to potentially build something of that kind of special Legion of Boom, you know, no-fly zone, just gritty, hard-nosed, the right players in the right system doing great things. I mean, we already saw in year one. Year one, Justin Simmons flourish. Will Parks had some really, really nice uh, situation or highlights over the year. I obviously named Mike Purcell a little bit earlier in the podcast. We talked about AJ Johnson. You know, we talked about Derek Wolf having a 
uh, a career season before his injury. Shelby Harris. There are guys that are going to be departing this team. That's the reality. That's the way the salary cap works. And how Vic Fangio and John Elway manage the salary cap moving forward is going to be a big deal. But the point being is that in one year with very little resources and essentially only bringing in one guy in Kareem Jackson as a big-name free agent, the Denver Broncos really put themselves in a situation to learn the identity of the team. And look, the identity generally follows the head coach. The head coach is a hard-nosed, no-nonsense, play-great defense. And I think that's what Denver can grasp to. Because now you're talking about a defense that travels. Now you're talking about a team that can go on the road and play great defense. And if Drew Locke can put up 17, 20, 24 points all of a sudden in a playoff game, that may look like something that can't be successful for. I get it. It is a long time from now. Okay? But... It is something to consider, at least as a thought, when you start to talk about the idea, oh, well, Vic Fangio, if he doesn't improve next year, he's going to be fired and all this different. Believe me, I get these kind of tweets. They're nonsense tweets. The Denver Broncos like Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio likes it here, and Vic Fangio had a stellar first year. I would say I would go borderline stellar, okay? Because remember, this is a team that wins 10 games. If Adam Vinatieri misses a 51-yarder, if the Denver Broncos score on one play on the goal line against Minnesota and the officials get the call right against the Chicago Bears, they're a 10-win team. So, but that's football. And I think that's why we love football is the fact that, you know, one play, two plays, three plays can literally flip an entire season. The point being is that I'm not saying that they're there yet. I'm just saying that's how close they are. Because I know a lot of people, and, and they're in my Twitter account, and they talk about how this is a Denver Bronco team that is years and years and years away from even sniffing the postseason, and uh, they don't got the right head man, and, and, and the ownership's a mess, and they need to fire John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sky is falling guy. Telling you sky is falling guy, you're not right. You're not correct. This is a Denver team that is probably going to be in the postseason mix, at least in the conversation, next year. And it helps with the idea that this is an AFC that, look, it's not very strong. We talk about the Baltimore Ravens and Kansas City like they are the titans of the AFC, and then from there it falls off. We're talking about a New England Patriots team. Do we really think New England is going to be New England next year? You know, we've always tried to predict when the dynasty is over, and I think we may be getting to that. We may be getting to that dynasty being over. Buffalo? You scared of Buffalo? Nice team, but they're not, you know, uh, they're not somebody like a Titan out of the NFC like a San Francisco. The Steelers? Is Big Ben even playing next year? No more Antonio Brown and no more Le'Veon Bell. They just don't seem the same. Cleveland is in mass implosion mode, and the Cincinnati Bengals are getting Joe Burrow. Houston, Denver put a whipping on this year. Tennessee, do you really believe in Ryan Tannehill being a big-time roadblock? No, thank you. The Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars are probably in rebuild mode, as the same with the Chargers and the Raiders. This is an AFC West, uh, AFC in general that is not super competitive. Now, at the top, it's got some really nice pieces in Baltimore and Kansas City. 
everybody else. So-so. Mm. Fighting it out for a wild card. Very much the opportunity for Denver moving forward. And again, as I mentioned, those three plays change, flip the other way as easy as they could have possibly been. And Denver's a playoff team this year, by the way, with Drew Locke at the helm. So just by the way the football bounced, things could have been very different this year. And I think that's where my overall thought for this podcast is is really becoming and, and comes to form. And I hope you take this away too. I think there's a lot of positive to take away from this football team. I think there's a lot to like about Vic Fangio. I think there's a lot to like with John Elway and how he's been humbled over the last couple years since 2017 in his draft strategy. Since then, picking guys of good character, picking guys of great talent, and it appears he's found his franchise quarterback. And you know what? You can make an argument that the way John Elway did it when it comes to trying to find a quarterback, you can make an argument he handled the Peyton Manning era perfectly, or I should say the post-Peyton Manning era perfectly. But that's another discussion for another podcast. Because we're just about running out of time. And by the way, I did want to get to the Shanahan that got away. We're going to get to that in another podcast as well, too. So hopefully you stick around for the Broncos Blitz podcast, and hopefully you enjoy it so you can subscribe on many of our podcast platforms. That's, of course, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, of course, at MileHighSports.com, where you can find all the audio for the Broncos Blitz podcast. That, of course, is up. If you want to check out archives of the Broncos Blitz podcast, you can do so over there as well, too. I am all done. We will see you next time with the Broncos Blitz podcast on the next episode. I think we're going to get into, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do, you could argue that John Elway handled the post Peyton Manning era perfectly. Well, maybe not perfectly, but pretty darn good. I'll explain that in the next podcast. Of course, you can find more info on the Broncos Blitz podcast. That's presented by our friends over there at Tap 14 at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit MileHighSports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast. podcast.